Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, today's headliner topic, upcoming mortgage renewal. Have you stressed about payment shock? But before we begin, here's what's on my mind this week. Inflation appears to be trending downward, uh, according to all the um, month-end reports and in, in indexes that have come out. Bank of Canada, um, as a result, still hinting towards a 25 basis point increase uh, coming up on January the 25th. So... According, all economic indicators are pointing towards a, a, an increase in prime rate. Heads up on that, but we'll see uh, what happens on January 25th, and uh, we'll report on that uh, when it happens. Canada's mortgage regulator, um, the abbreviation is OSFI, which means Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions. These guys, uh, they're in a discussion phase right now um, until April 2023. Uh, I, I guess they gather and they consult with uh, industry members and other resources and, and they're talking about stuff. And what they're talking about are ways to make it tougher to qualify for a mortgage, believe it or not. Um, yeah, so this, uh, I'm not really happy to hear about that because I, I really don't think that's what we need right now. But uh, I'm telling my clients right now to get off the fence and qualify sooner than later. Um, I don't. I don't trust what's coming. I, I don't think I like what's coming. Uh, so anyhow, I have a feeling that their pending policies, um, you know, which according to what I've read here, after April they'll probably announce something, and whatever it is, I have a feeling it's going to cancel out any sort of qualification advantage that we would have normally expected um, as interest rates decline. So typically, as interest rates decline, your purchasing power should increase. Uh, but it, it's not looking like they are going to support that kind of ideology. So uh, I think they're going to um, try to introduce some sort of policy that just keeps the, the qualification guideline rigid. So um, like I said, I don't think we really need that. And uh, I, I think that sucks. So I'll, I'll be... Uh, my eyes will be on that after April to see what goes there. Otherwise, up until this point, all I can report is, uh, you know, just the general rumor mill of what I've been hearing. But um, that's it on that. Just know that it's in the talk phase right now. Uh, many industry pundits are are saying that the foreign buyer ban, formally known as the Prohibition on the Purchase of Residential Property by Non-Canadians Act. Like, I just hate saying that all the time. It's like five sentences. Um, so, you know, people are saying that the foreign buyer ban is not a big deal and, and it has very little impact on the market. I I call, like, bullshnitzel on that. Like, I, I don't agree with that. I, I have personally received overwhelming feedback from my own client database and have heard the, the you know the same from many others uh, my, my industry peers and others 
like if if you're a politician and this is uh this is the convenient demographic to <clears throat> constrain and propose legislation upon you know like think about it. they just entered the country and for the most part are grateful to be here and uh they won't be protesting and complaining so you know that that's why we're not hearing anything and apparently a more detailed update of regulations within the act is uh scheduled to be released in the coming weeks so we'll see if any loopholes or modifications um are revealed as mentioned in in the above the aforementioned there i, I believe the decision to qualify or purchase now rather than later should should be given strong consideration still there's you know there's now this other big part that's going to join the massive conglomerate conglomerate uh mainly in Vancouver that's going to be on the sidelines like waiting to jump in at the right time so you know another pent up demand kind of sector growing here and um you know it, it leads me to my common tagline these days is participate now in the real estate market or uh or do so when things get ultra competitive again and you know i, I don't want to be I don't want you to perceive this as, you know, I'm just a blind bull kind of uh, perspective on the market. Um, I'm generally uh, now is always the right time kind of guy when it comes to real estate. I've, I've that's ingrained in my head since I was a child from from my dad and from being in the construction business. But um, but yeah, I I do believe sooner than later is is when um, when someone should venture into the market and yeah, back to my. My mindset, uh, what I always think now, is always the best time. So if you're looking for a home, get on it. Things aren't going to get easier. All right, that's it for Here's What's On My Mind. Let's move on to Deals of the Week. Here's what's on my desk. This is a brief recap and description of files that I'm currently working on. Maybe you've been wondering if some of these applications apply to you or someone you know. And if they do, don't hesitate to call me right now. Marco Gello at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. Here we go. All right. As I mentioned above, I have a few non-Canadian, as uh, they are referred to right now, a few non-Canadian applicants inquiring about the legislation and uh, the act. And in the early process of starting the pre-qualification um, process. So both files I'm currently working on are work permit holders who are non-Canadians uh, as per the act who are fully employed in Vancouver and one on the island um, and, and both of which are positions that are in demand and one of them being with a tech company and the other in the medical field fully qualifiable from the income and credit standpoint so they're looking really good there but they're seeking advice on clarification surrounding the uh, foreign buyer ban and one of them pretty cut and dry you know the husband is from the u.s and he's been recruited by a tech company and the wife is also from the u.s but is a canadian citizen um, so they met here and then they moved to the u.s lived and worked there for like 15 years or so now now she's coming back with her husband and family so she's been living in the u.s for the past 15 years but moved back because of her husband's transfer so under the exemption regulations for the act it confirms and validates that they are indeed able to purchase a property because the wife is a Canadian citizen. But wait a minute. No cause for celebration just yet, as the husband is a work permit holder, which in turn 
makes him a temporary resident. Therefore, he's bound by the foreign buyer tax in British Columbia. Damn it. So talk about double whammy. Just when you dodged one hurdle, you know, dodged the bullet, the foreign buyer ban, boom, there's, there's now the foreign buyer tax staring you down. Like, geez. Like, like, this is the new welcome to Canada standard, right? Like, this is, this is pretty uh, ridiculous. And the other non-Canadian applicant, uh, considering purchasing a residential property greater than three units, like, I've never received this request before, but because of this act... People are inquiring about it right now. So with this one, I'm on a mission to get confirmation to ensure that it is okay if the applicant occupies one of the units within the fourplex as their principal residence. So, you know, this is a non-Canadian temporary resident who now lives and works in Canada in a field that is in demand, by the way, who would love to purchase a home so now instead of purchasing a home, they're looking at a fourplex. So the, you know, the extremes that people will take to, to purchase a roof over their head. Um, so anyhow, I'm, I'm inquiring with a few of my legal resources to make sure that if he does purchase a fourplex, just want to make sure, is it okay that he owner occupies one of the units? Um, I would think yes, but it's not about what I think. So I've been calling my legal contacts and running it by them. Um, so far, no one is going out on a limb to confirm anything to me. And, and if they do, they are kind of quick to remind me that they cannot confirm 100%. So um, as I mentioned in the previous segment, apparently an update is forthcoming in the next couple of weeks uh, with more details on the Prohibition Act, the non-foreign buyer ban or whatever you want to call it. So I'll be looking out for that and... Um, hopefully answer more questions here um, as I receive them from from new to Canada applications that uh, continue to roll in. Got an application for a second mortgage on my desk this week. So a second, uh, as, as the term implies, you have an existing first mortgage on your property and let's say it could be with one of the traditional lenders in Canada, like, you know, TD Bank or something like that. And then what people do is uh, they might inquire for a second mortgage. And, and that's where you leave the first mortgage intact and you just add something behind it in second charge. Um, and and it's, uh, it's just people do it because maybe they don't want to disrupt the first mortgage. But a lot of people do it because they can't qualify for another mortgage. And second mortgage, they call it the private money world. Um, it, it's It's quite loosely regulated and the qualification guidelines are nowhere near uh, what you would expect at a conventional bank. Um, so anyhow, this application, it's solid on all fronts. Uh, basically, it's a strong client, excellent property, inner city Calgary. Um, just the credit's a bit bruised and, uh, and, and they're a little bit behind in their taxes, mostly because the applicant has been working abroad previously for the uh, past few years and was just gradually working into their routine back in Canada over the past couple of years uh, in Calgary. So now the applicant is ready to go and geared up to spike his uh, production and volume. Um, so basically he needs a little seed money to get rolling and we're talking about, you know, 60 or $70,000 as a second mortgage. And he figures he'll be able to pay it down in about three to four months. So, 
this this is great. This is fantastic. This is a an excellent use for private money um, or second mortgage money, and uh, it's 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 priced uh, lower than a credit card, <laughs> and has way better way better payment terms uh, than a credit card would. So a solid fit for this client. And I'm comparing it to a credit card because the interest rates are much higher than than what you would expect at, say, your local TD branch. Um, but it's not quite as high as a, a credit card. It's somewhere in between. And <clears throat> that that's, that's the lure of this type of uh, financing. The money is generally available. Uh, you, you qualify for it 99% of the time and, uh, it's a quick fix. It's a bandaid. And the whole, the whole objective of this type of product is you have to have a, an exit strategy. Um, it's not the type of money that you want to sit on forever. Um, like a traditional mortgage, you know, like 25 years, these are higher interest rates. They're anywhere from 10 to 14%. They're interest only payments, um, but you got to have a plan. You, you don't want to sit on these forever. So I, I call them Band-Aid mortgages. And, and typically what we look at, if you don't pay them down within the first year, um, instead of renewing you with that private money lender, we're going to look to refinance you into a, a better mortgage, you know, like hopefully a, a conventional bank mortgage. If not, uh, you know, we get into like an A- minus type of lender and so on. So again, it's a Band-Aid and uh, Band-Aid type of lending. Uh, we're seeing lots of it these days. And lastly, yeah, I have another application. This is for a second home mortgage, not a second mortgage, uh, a second home, second property mortgage. These are applications that allow you to purchase a home for a family member to live in. So the only other way to purchase a property, if you will not be living in it, is if you purchase a rental property. But the difference between purchasing a rental property and a second home property is a couple of things. Uh, number one, the rental property requires a 20% down payment. And uh, you are also able to use the rental income to qualify. But the interest rate is a little higher because it's a, a rental property. It's a, it's a premium for rental property. So generally, they expect a little bit more wear and tear there. Um, but for a second home mortgage... Um, you can purchase with as little as 5% down payment, but you cannot use rental income to qualify. So this makes the qualification a bit tougher. Um, but you also get the lower rate, just as low as the principal residence owner occupied rates. And this status essentially makes you eligible for all the discounted rates as well. With this applicant, um, income is not an issue at all, as, as he can debt service both properties with ease. And just another miscellaneous note on this applicant, I secured a mortgage for him a couple of years ago when he was a temporary resident. When I refreshed his income uh, documents, it was incredible to note like his increase in income. And, and this guy exploded from $100,000 base salary to $275,000 uh, base salary in two years. Like, wow, incredible. Um, stay in school, kids. Because, uh, yeah, what a, what a great story. This guy is not an entrepreneur or a business owner. Uh, this is like a desk, desk job uh, type of profession. Uh, so, yeah, very impressive. Like I always say, uh, this is my favorite part of the job, just witnessing how people progress over a relatively short period of time. Truly amazing. So, yeah, second home mortgage. Uh, we're seeing that we don't, they don't, these things kind of prop up in streaks, I find, with me. So 
Um, it's real interesting applications, second home mortgages. And uh, another more examples of that is if you have a, you know, one of your children are perhaps going away to college or university in a different town. And instead of renting a property in that city, you buy a property. You can do so with 5% down. Um, also, if you have a long commute to work, perhaps in a, uh, a nearby town or even a different city, also a good application for a second home mortgage. So something to think about. Okay, that's a wrap. Let's move on to today's headliner topic. Upcoming mortgage renewal. Have you stressed about payment shock? Hey there, just a quick reminder about my servicing area as I know many of you are listening from across the country. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in the provinces of Alberta and British Columbia. So if you are from these parts, shoot me a text at 604-800-9593 or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Throughout your dealings with me, you will also be introduced to my support team, Justin and Kelly. With the three of us, you can be rest assured we get every angle covered. And finally, over the years, I've built up some incredible working relationships with real estate agents, lawyers, notaries, home inspectors, and appraisers. So if need be, I can also be your one-stop shop and hook you up with a complete real estate team. The process is quick and swift. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. Mortgage renewal time is often a celebratory moment for a homeowner as it marks the end of another successful tenure of completed principal and interest payments. However, these days are a total different story. With all the aggressive rate hikes in 2022, and maybe even more in 2023, many mortgage holders are wondering how their next mortgage term will feel like. Will your payment remain the same or will it skyrocket? If your mortgage is approaching its maturity in the next 12 months and you're wondering what things will look like for you, reach out now to begin strategizing while time is on your side. So give me a call anytime, 604-800-9593. Why start planning 12 months ahead of your maturity date? Well, here are some good reasons why. Number one, take time to prepare and plan. The actual renewal date is is a very limited window of opportunity that allows the mortgage holder to make changes to their mortgage without incurring a fee or a penalty. More importantly, it is critical to understand that this window of opportunity is only available for 24 hours. So whatever change you want to make to your mortgage, you know whether that be a debt consolidation, an equity takeout, or whatever, you need to ensure all your ducks are in line. For most mortgage holders, the renewal date sneaks up on them without warning and leaves them no time to consider other options or solutions. And in order to avoid late charges or auto renewal to a much higher interest rate mortgage, the mortgage holder resorts to the path of least resistance, typically, and opts in for one of the default options bestowed upon them from the lender. And at this stage of the game, you are not in a position of power. So prepare and plan ahead of your maturity date. Number two, gearing up ahead of your maturity date also allows you time to repair or improve any shortcomings in your application if you are planning a product change or departure from your existing lender at renewal. So for example, starting the process at least six months ahead, at least six months ahead, gives you time to identify, um, diagnose, and repair any, any sort of issue that, that you discovered. And I'm talking mainly like a credit issue or maybe an income issue. 
Um, but again, six months is a minimum. Uh, 12 months is, is ideal. And this is critical because had you not corrected the issue or more so um, identified the issue, you may not have qualified for what you had in mind. Like you simply wouldn't have time to um, let the, it correct the issue. So just as an athlete, you know, stretches before a, a, a game, you know, before that crucial match, kind of take the same approach with, with your, your renewal process. Um, take some time, you know, do some stretches and do a quick checkup and make sure you're, you're in go mode. Um, and you want to find out if there are any issues in your credit, you can correct them. It's not the end of the world. You can remedy them. There's, there's lots of ways to improve your credit score. Um, or perhaps there's a little issue with your income. You still got time to, to make the necessary chant, uh, changes and put yourself on strong footing for an optimal mortgage qualification. So, you know, take your time on that. And, and this is something that you don't want to do two weeks before your renewal reach out 12 months ahead of time. Um, number three, prior to your maturity date, register for my renewal rate tracker. Um, this ensures your application is constantly being tendered to the market. The renewal rate tracker seeks out the best rates in the market and locks you in for four months. And it doesn't stop there. Even though you may be locked in for a rate, the tracker continues to scour the market in the event rates drop further. So to register for the Renewal Rate Tracker, send an email to teamgello at mortgagecenter.com and type register me for the rate tracker in the subject field. And finally, lastly, the uh, same lenders allow for some lenders allow for a reduced break penalty in the final year of their term. So depending on which lender you are currently with, it makes sense to break out of your, it may make sense to break out of your term ahead of your maturity date to transfer to another product or lender. So all of what I talked about, these four or five points here, um, time, you need time to do this stuff, not two weeks before your renewal date. So um, reach out 12 months prior, uh, connect with me and just let me know. Maybe send me your mortgage, uh, most recent mortgage statement and we'll put you in the rate tracker and we'll, we'll monitor um, any opportunities that may arise for your renewal. All right, so if you or someone you know is, is within that one year of your mortgage renewal, call me. Uh, call me right now or go into the, uh, the notes of this episode and you can click on a link and schedule a call. And let's begin uh, preparation for your next term. That's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta, as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces, and especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or who have recently immigrated to Canada or relocated. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or just go ahead and link up to my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.